Fluid NYC presents the Be Fluid podcast, hosted by Marcia and Sina. Hi, this is the Be Fluent podcast. We are back with episode 13, and uh, I'm Masha. And I'm Sinan, and today's theme is that we're, we're finishing up. We gave you the vocabulary already. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're polishing off the cooking and uh, kind of food industry theme that we started last week. Uh, I hope everybody has prepared uh, the, with the vocabulary, uh, has reviewed the words, and is, is ready. Of course, as always, um, every time one of the words that we covered last week is used, you'll hear this sound. And that will mean uh, you can kind of, if, if you need to, you can pause it and go back and hear the definition if you've forgotten what it means. Um, as always, you can come back to us with questions you have about the vocabulary, how else you, could, you might use the words, or uh, if you don't quite understand how it's used in the conversation today. Um, but let me hand it to you, Masha. Um, what do you have to tell us about this interview here? Yeah, so this episode uh, was really fun for me because I love cooking and I love uh, food and eating. Um, and uh, there's a part of this interview, which is my favorite, where we talk about pizza. Um, so that was really fun. Yes. Um, I've, I mean, I think we, we usually say this, I don't know when we stop, but we, we are obviously coming in live from New York City. And so... Pizza is an important part of life here, uh, so I think you can't be a New Yorker unless pizza is one of your favorite foods. So this this episode is important for all of us here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Adam is a family member. He's um, my stepbrother, actually, uh, and a good friend. Uh, not not just uh, it's not just family. Um, we've known him over the years. Really nice guy. Uh, and I think his English is really easy to understand, huh? Yeah, um, he uses a lot of idiomatic expressions, which I think uh, all of the expressions he uses are, are very useful. Um, he also does something um, which I think is really natural, is that he uses the word like and kind of. Um, We've seen that a number of times, actually, haven't we? Yeah, and that that helps us think about stuff when we use those words. They don't have that much meaning. They just are, are ways for us to pause and think. Yeah. So, like, if I'm thinking about something, I might say, um, okay, well, like, it's kind of... And, and those, those words are very useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. This week's interview is a little longer than, than they've been recently. So, I guess without further ado, let's cut to it. Uh, any final words or... Uh, no, enjoy, and uh, would love to hear any feedback. Hi, and welcome. I'm really excited uh, about our guest today. We have Adam Rule. Welcome. Hi, Masha. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining today. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you because I I love food. I feel like if I weren't a teacher, I would definitely be a chef. 
Um, and so I want to talk to you about how you became a chef. Like, what's your story? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I started the way a lot of people do, which is just kind of cooking at home. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people when they they leave their the home of their parents, they start to become a little bit more curious about food because they start missing the things that they, they grew up with. So that was kind of my case. And um, I first started cooking, you know, in college after having left, you know, my parents home. And I would call my mom up for, for recipes and try to like, recreate the dishes that I was, was kind of missing. So what, that's were, how I started. what were the dishes that like yeah like you know I, I think like maybe eggplant parmesan was like one of the first dishes I made because you know, I was like missing it and like I, I didn't really like even see it at restaurants um where I was I was going to school in the midwest and um so yeah I mean I call my mom for the recipe I still make it almost exactly the same way as as when I first learned it it's super easy and it was just like nice, you know, that comfort food that I was kind of missing. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I just started like cooking at home and then, and then I, I realized like I kind of liked it. I kind of enjoyed spending my time that way, but you know, I was finishing my degree, um, something completely different. I was studying like international studies. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like caught up in a balance of like, wow, I really enjoy doing this, but at the same time, you know, that's not like where my career is kind of headed according to like the education I'm pursuing. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was a little, it was interesting. It was a time when I was like feeling a little conflicted about, you know, what to do next. And then, um, you know, I just tried to work a little bit here and there in, in kitchens where I could. It's, it's hard when you're first starting and you don't have any professional experience, but yeah. um yeah, I mean, like, I got a job as a prep cook after I graduated college, and then it was pretty cool. I mean, the, the work was very monotonous, like, just weighing pasta for each portion to, like, 150 grams, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it could not be more boring, but I was still kind <laughs> of, like, having a good time because I was in the kitchen. Yeah, like, surrounded by... Yeah, it was, like, a cool environment and just, like you know, you get to smell everything and taste everything and just kind of be part of the production, which is, which was really exciting for me. So yeah, that was my first like pro professional kitchen job in Minnesota. Was it, so it was Italian food since you're talking about pasta? It was yeah. Italian? Yeah, it was an Italian restaurant, you know, which is, it's not what they're known for in the Midwest, but it was, it was a pretty good place. Like they were making a ton of pasta there every day. And, um, it was, a, it was a nice kitchen, beautiful kitchen. Uh, I worked from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. there, like, five days a week. It was a pretty good gig. Um, yeah, and the, the people, I, the guys I worked with were nice. Uh, they kind of helped me get started. Um, actually, like, at, at that time, I was really interested in doing a food truck or some kind of like mobile food, something where I would be like outdoors or like, you know, close to the customers. And my focus wasn't really on like food altogether, but I had this kind of like idea that I wanted to do a food truck. So I was already talking about that with, with those guys, you know, in the kitchen and the chef actually was like trying to give me some advice 
for how, you know, what to serve or how I might pursue something like that. Um, so that was cool. Yeah, they were very supportive people. Um, and so after that, did you, did you come to New York or? Um, so directly after that, I, well, I already had a job lined up for the following year, which was um, teaching English, like a teaching, uh, basically a teaching assistant job in France. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I stuck with the plan to do that. Um, I mean, that's a nice opportunity. Yeah. Um, and French so food, spent, right? Like, yeah. So I spent almost a year there um, teaching English to middle school and high school students. And, um, but, you know, I kind of had food on my mind. I, I never really rose to the occasion with the teaching. I mean, it was really hard. And mm. I, I just didn't really know how to challenge myself properly with it to like really engage the students like we had some fun and I think that the students liked me but like ultimately I don't think I was really a great teacher for them (laughs) or like maybe just didn't do like enough work to like make sure they were learning the the stuff that uh, they were supposed to well that age Um, is also hard so (laughs) yeah yeah you know I mean Anyway, it was it was overall a good experience, but it was like I didn't feel like the ch- I was really meeting the challenge, and it wasn't really like speaking to me. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, after that year ended, um, came back to New York. I got a job as a line cook in a Spanish restaurant. Mm-hmm. So you know, basically, like the pecking order is like prep cook and then line cook. Mm-hmm. and then sous chef and then chef i mean okay. every restaurant is a little bit different but so i was kind of like taking the next step with the line cook basically when you go from being a prep cook to being a line cook um now you're cooking the dishes but when the order comes in the line cook is the one who finishes you know the food and puts it on the plate and serves it oh so um, the line cook is is a pretty important yeah so i mean I'm still kind of doing that work today, and this is like 10 years later. So basically, like, you know, the line cook, uh, that's that's what you're cooking. I mean, that's the cook that you imagine uh, producing food in a restaurant. Prep cook is more like, you know, receiving the orders, uh, cleaning vegetables, mm. chopping vegetables, preparing like sauces and stuff. It's also really important work, and sometimes when you when you reach a high level in the kitchen, you kind of start doing that stuff again because you have to make sure that the line cooks have like the necessary ingredients to make, you know, the tasty dishes. And, uh, you know, the line cooks are, are working uh, with the ingredients that the prep cooks give them. So everyone has to be doing their job like properly and well. But So the, general, after yeah. the line cook, so there's the prep cook, the line cook. The sous chef. So what do, what do they do? Sous chef, I mean, yeah, so it, it varies from one restaurant to the next. Uh, a lot of the time the sous chef is cooking, you know, with the line cooks. Uh, sometimes in a big kitchen, they'll be doing what they call expediting. So that's more like reading the, the tickets, like reading the orders that come in mm-hmm. and making sure that the dishes are ready at the same time. So you might have three different line cooks and then when you get the ticket for the customer's order 
there'll be uh, an entree coming from one of each of the three different line cooks. Mm -hmm. So the sous chef has to be like making sure that the line cooks are talking to each other to make sure that the food is ready at the same time. So one dish is not getting cold while the other dish is uh, still being prepared. It's like the project manager or something. Yeah, he's, you know, <laughs> sous chef is usually a manager. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're cooking at the same time that they're managing, sometimes not. Depending on the size of the restaurant. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, a restaurant will have like multiple sous chefs. So one who's there in the morning, one who's there for brunch, or like one who's there only for dinner. You know what I mean? It can yeah. be, there's a lot of different ways that it can play out. But, um, so yeah, I got that job. Uh, I was doing the line cook uh, at a Spanish restaurant in Williamsburg. It was pretty cool. The chef was like this French guy. It was actually pretty intense. I was definitely in over my head. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was kind of fun in its own way. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, at the same time, I was still trying to pursue this, this like, food truck dream that I had since, like, a couple of years before. Yeah. And um, I wound up, like, kind of partnering with this guy who owned an ice cream truck. And mm -hmm. he wanted to turn the ice cream truck into a food truck. So I proposed this idea to do like crepes, like French kind of sweet and savory crepes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we did that for like a year and a half almost. Yeah, um, those are awesome crepes. I remember eating yeah, like the yeah. savory ones. Yeah, it was, it was fun. And I remember, you know, it was nice to have some friends in the city like you to kind of come down and check it out and support. I mean, that's kind of why I wanted to do it is to have that like customer interaction. Mm -hmm. um, after doing that food truck and another food truck, it kind of became clear, like, like, wow, this is awesome. But you know, I need to spend a little bit more time focusing on food. Mm -hmm. um, it became clear that like, you know, the cooking was, was why I liked it. And I was only, you know, I was kind of limited by, the scope of what you can do like in a food truck or, yeah yeah you know there's so many other things that you have to deal with besides just like preparing the food and you know it's not as sometimes it's it is nice to be outside and, and have the interaction with the passersby and the customers but you know after it became clear like I wanted to spend my life cooking it was like okay I need to reconsider like how I want to do this Mm -hmm. so you know when you go to the restaurant you can just focus on the food you don't have to worry about getting from point a to point b yeah the weather like whether yeah. it's raining or... and um i i kind of relieved myself of of just like the duties of like managing so you know now i i can just you know cook i also needed to kind of learn more from other chefs mm -hmm. so so it's it's more important for me to be like working, you know, under someone who's who's cooking I can learn from than it is for me to be like managing and and creating my own dishes, you know. That's an important part of me being a chef, but I think that like it's it's important to not really like bypass those steps where you're you're learning from someone you like and someone whose food you like. Yeah, it's that I think that's what's nice about cooking is that it's like this ongoing learning process, or you know. Yeah. Totally. I and mean, I think the greatest, you know, chefs have all said something along those terms where it's like, you know, you should never feel like you've learned everything. I mean, the, the possibilities are, are literally infinite and 
you could always be exploring some other region or technique and you know that's that's what's great about it that's what's fun about it it can be overwhelming at times because there's just a lot out there to learn and you'll never learn everything but but yeah i mean that's what's exciting about it i guess um what are you into now like what are you working on now so now well i'm doing pizza now mm-hmm. uh just a couple days a week but i'm hopefully doing a new project next year with a, an old friend and he's he has a lot of experience with pizza he does a lot of roman style pizza mm. um and w- the new project would be for more like a new york style uh slice restaurant and takeout restaurant for you know new york style pies um i love pizza i think it's a great like intersection of just baking and you know savory like cooking food to order and also baking so it's super challenging in that respect because like you know when you're baking you have control of when the bread should be made and you work on your own schedule of like you know you, the breads all have to be ready perhaps at like 8 a.m that's why you know bakers work very early in the morning but at the same time you bake as you go whereas with pizza it's like it's every you know every single pizza is like baked fresh you know for the customer so you have to have the dough ready mm. to be executed like and so that it all has to come together perfectly for the customer at the time that the customer wants it so it's super challenging especially if you're working with like you know i mean you have to kind of predict like how busy you're going to be and Mm -hmm. take out that much dough Mm. so that you can complete like as many customer orders as necessary you know at the same time if the dough's out for too long and you're not getting customers it might have to get thrown away or you might have to figure out something else to use for it, like cook it for staff or just to give away to somebody. So, so the timing not, is important. Right? Yeah. The timing yeah. is important. You know, the dough has to rise a certain amount and then if it rises, it won't um, bake properly. So there's a lot of different factors, but um, I'm learning a lot about bread and <laughs> dough fermentation and, you know, getting a, a nice, crisp like light dough not too much bubbles but with you know enough air inside the dough where it eats like nicely so i mean that's been really cool this little this little like turn for me like just to do pizza Uh, i've done some bread before but this is like something that's really interested me and i'm excited to be doing it now yeah i think pizza's uh my top three one of my top three favorite foods especially yeah. new york pizza you know yeah it, um, i mean for a lot of people it's really up there it is kind of one of those like perfect foods where you kind of it's just incredibly satisfying you know is. fresh tasty and just like you know it it has the tanginess of the tomato like the crunch from the crust and then like you know, whatever direction you take it, like cheesy or savory, you know, sometimes there's a little bit sweet element like onion or something like that. And uh, it's, it's great. So, so last question for you, um, Mm -hmm. any advice for like uh, people thinking about becoming a chef? Mm. Yeah. um, Starting out in the business. I think, uh, I think it helps to just, well, 
I mean, it's, it's a physical job. So I guess you kind of have to be prepared for that aspect of it. Um, there's not much getting around that, like to work in food generally, it doesn't have to be physical. You could be a food writer, you could be a recipe developer or even recipe developer. Like it does take a degree of like physical labor. Um, so it's just important to recognize the aspect. I don't think it has to be grueling. I don't think it has to be um, excessive in, in, and strenuous, but no matter what you're doing, it's probably going to take a degree of, you know, just being on your feet and kind of getting through the day. It, I think that people also should like recognize that it's, I mean, with many jobs, I think cooking is no different. It's like so much work goes into little, somewhat monotonous, somewhat tedious things that are neither like particularly exciting or particularly like technical. It's just like maybe just keeping your workspace clean or like properly like getting food into the right size containers and mm-hmm. like I mean things like that it's it, it takes up um, a big portion of your day it takes up a big portion of your time like when you're cooking like doesn't matter what level if you're working like fine dining or like at a 99 cent pizza place like you know you have to be on top of like those cleaning and those organization things um, so I think you know with a lot of like food shows and a lot of like chef's table type shows i mean it's glorifying the work which is awesome Mm. because it's exciting work and it's it's beautiful but i think people should not be lost on the fact that like any other job there's a lot of just tedious work that goes into it but you know i mean i guess it's not for everybody just like the same way any other job is yeah exactly yeah Well, uh, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you. All right, take it easy. Bye. Bye. So that was yay. Thank you, Adam. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite pizza place in, uh, in New York? Uh, I'd probably have to say John's. Probably my favorite pizza place. Uh, although I haven't been to... Well, in fact, I haven't had pizza at the place that Adam worked and he was uh, where he was complimenting uh, the pizza from. Um, I used to go there and drink with friends a number... I've been there a number of times for, for their beer. <laughs> uh, but so I was surprised to hear that. I, I, I've always... I, I, now that I think about it, I smelled food a lot. But I, I guess I never thought, you know, I put two and two together and I got food there. So, yeah, that's a big surprise. And, and now, sadly, they're closing, right, for the... Uh... I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know 100% if it's actually closed or if they're doing uh, outdoor. Well, just in case, do look it up. Um, the place is called Bar Botanica. Um, it's on Housen Street, like kind of just north um, of Soho, basically. Um, and a little east, perhaps, kind of between Soho and the Lower East Side, or sort of like right above the Bowery, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, nice place for drinking, like lots of very natural local place if you're interested in finding those kinds of places and you're in New York. 
And uh, apparently they have really good pizza. <laughs> well, it's there for the getting anyway. Yeah. So let us know if there are any other words that you're uh, not sure about. Um, or if you have questions about the words we chose. Uh, if you want to give us example sentences, you know, phrase them differently. So Adam can be found on Instagram at ghost underscore of underscore X M A S Xmas underscore pasta. So it uh, should be the ghost of Xmas pasta. For anyone who doesn't get the joke, it's a it's a play on the, the ghost of Christmas past, which is from um, <laughs> the Dickens story, right? Uh, what is it called? The Grinch? No, not the Grinch. Uh, I mean, I, we should probably mention, of course, the holiday season and all of that. Um, happy holidays, first of all. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Happy New Year upcoming. Maybe we'll have another episode up before the New Year, but probably not. That's pretty soon, isn't it? Um, do you want to say a word or two about the holidays, Marcia? No, um, not really. <laughs> How about, is there... Do you recommend, like, a movie for students to watch that gives them a sense of what the holidays mean to people around here or that might give them a little vocabulary or listening practice to improve their English with? Yeah, um, you guys can just uh, follow us on Instagram at NYC, and we have been putting movie recommendations in the highlights. Um, do you have any offhand? Like, for example, we were just mentioning Dickens. That's A Christmas Carol. And there's a lot of different interpretations of that one. Do you have like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Um, I guess I like Trading Places. Oh, you still like? And I like. I mean, I don't like it, but it's fun to watch. It's Home Alone. Home Alone is a kind of modern classic. Um, and I guess Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, but that's kind of funny. Like, yeah. Um, another kind of modern classic is it's called A Christmas Story. Uh, if anyone who's in the States will see it on TV on a bunch of channels. Is that the, is that the one with the little boy who gets his tongue stuck? Yeah, to the glasses. I, I, I really. I just I, it was never my cup of tea. Either. Don't like it. It's not my. But uh, it is sort of a classic along those lines. Uh, obviously, there's like the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. reindeer um, the, like claymation one, you know what I'm talking about? Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas is a more modern claymation. Yeah, that's uh, Tim Burton. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so anyway, lots of fun things. Check out the Instagram. So yeah, how do people find us on Instagram and uh, Facebook? So on Instagram, as I said, it's at BeFluentNYC. Same with Facebook and Twitter. Uh, yeah, on Twitter, it's at BeFluentNYC, one word, or at be fluent podcast also one word um we're trying to get more active there still uh step by step but yeah do check us out and that's definitely a good way to get us as far as asking us questions about vocabulary or the interviews or anything like that uh you can dm us if you're shy or you can just ask us questions underneath the um episodes after we release them you know the tweet when we kind of give you links to, to, to listen to the episode so yeah Find us there, or on Instagram, or Facebook, really anywhere. Um, or obviously sign up for classes with us online at BeFluentNYC.com, um, where you can also find uh, vocabulary for this podcast every week, once again. 
Uh, and we'll be back next week with some new vocabulary. Uh, but until then, happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Uh, see you in 2021, probably. See you next year. Thank you for listening. I hope you like this episode. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, bye.